Hey, David Heinrichs here. I want to talk about two podcasts, and then I want to talk about a fall retreat. Number one, the two podcasts. You know about these, Great Commission Teen. We have scheduled nine or ten podcasts this semester, all the way through Christmas. We're going to be talking about upcoming events and how they matter to the life of a teenager and why it's important to make room for them, whether it be a Bible study, Wednesday of worship, headquarters on Sunday morning, or this podcast. We're going to talk about those things. Also, we want to help teenagers with the flood of information, developing strong spiritual disciplines, trying to find good biblical Christian friendships that are helpful, and then the spiritual disciplines of reading the Bible, prayer, meditation, and even fasting. Fasting, even if you don't abstain from eating food. Very interesting concept we're going to give you about fasting. Also, we have another podcast called Bring Them Up. This is mainly for parents, uh, and we want to talk at least about 14 things. We also have a parent conference I'll talk about in a minute. That's the other part of this podcast. And we also have a discipleship training class when everything gets going. Thank you, COVID Delta variant. But we will eventually start at that class, and Joseph, Sharon, and I will each be teaching for various segments of that. So, parents, we've got a lot of great resources for you, and this podcast, Bring Them Up, is one of the best. We have 14 different topics, anything from the milestones of maturity as the church has, how outreach is essential for your children. We are here on earth for them, for others uh, we want to talk about time management, body, soul, and mind, balancing, and routines. We want to talk about how the parent can be the leader, seeing it first, saying it first, having clear goals and a vision for your family. We want to think about how parents can um, better listen to their kids and celebrate the wins and how they can um, de develop a parent support team because it takes a village. We want to talk about what the purpose of a spiritual maturity in the life of your teenager is. These are all very essential for growing your family well. We, we will be bringing in lots of different um, guests during uh, any one of these podcasts, so be listening for them. Uh, make it a part of your routine because this church family needs to grow in being better parents and growing our teens into uh, what Christ wants them to be. So now, the parent conference coming up here. Uh, first of all, for parents, uh, this is something that you probably know about. A lot of you have signed up for it, but it's Saturday. It's September 25th uh, from 9 o'clock in the morning all the way to 6 p.m. It's a one-day event down at Fort Caswell uh, Retreat Center down there. The North Carolina Baptist Assembly uh, owns this facility. They bought it from the Army, the federal government, after World War II, but it was in service during the Civil War and World War I and also in World War II. It's a very famous uh, fort. It has a lot of interesting sort of dugouts and things that you can see, cannons all over the place, um, a great place to play uh, and take walks. It is on this peninsula surrounded by the Atlantic Ocean and the intercoastal waterway. It's so beautiful. And we'll be having this beautiful chapel we've rented um, with, uh, it's very, it's just beautiful. I just have to see it. It's like a little church and we're going to get together. Um, we have room for 80 plus. So if you have not yet signed up, make sure you sign up with the link provided in the weekly email. We'll be talking about all kinds of things. We have, uh, uh, large group sessions that we're doing. We have small group discussions. Uh, we have panel discussions that are going to be really helpful. We even have a, an hour and a half of a date where you go off with your spouse and just hang out for 90 minutes. Uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner are all included, as well as childcare. Now, for childcare, 
the nursery zero to four-year-old group is going to be um, safe, warm, and dry. <laughs> and we say occupied with all kinds of uh, loving caretakers who keep them um, occupied and happy. With um, the children's ministry, we're actually going into the fruit of the Spirit. There's actually a, a curriculum that they're going to be using, and they have all kinds of fun, uh, crafty activities that go along with that, as well as a beautiful facility to play in the grass, maybe even in the pool if it's still open. Um, so there's a lot of fun things to happen for the kids. For the teenagers, now let me transition because the teenagers are a little bit special in this way. Um, if you're a parent coming to this conference and so is your teenager, we want your teenager to come Friday night, and we're calling the Friday night, Saturday, a, a kind of a separate retreat for the teenagers. Even though it's at Fort Caswell, we're kind of keeping them separate. We're calling it RENOW, R-E-N-O-W, um, the D-NOW that never happened. Now, some of you know this conference called D-NOW, where 20 youth groups in Wilmington get together down at Fort Caswell, have a big concert, a big speaker, uh, pull-out sessions where the churches get together by themselves, and we play games, we do slip and slides, we use the pool, it's really fun. But this year, they've canceled, thank you, COVID-19 Delta variant, um, they've canceled D-NOW, and so we are going to do D-NOW ourselves, and we're combining D-NOW with this parenting conference. So here's, here's how it's going to go. On Friday, uh, teenagers will meet at Christ Community at 5 p.m. We're going to have pizza, ice cream, and probably something healthy. And then at 5.45, we drive to Fort Caswell, we set up our rooms, we have our first session, we worship together, we have some games and snacks, we go to bed by midnight. It's a really great night. I'll be there with the kids. It'll be a blast. Saturday morning, we wake up, we have breakfast, we have another session, then they have their quiet devotionals at 9.30 in the morning. Then we have some field games, they go to lunch in Southport, and then I come back at 2 while the parent conference is having their date, I come back at two and lead the kids in a discussion about spiritual maturity. And then the kids go to the pool or the beach, they clean up, and then we all join together, the parents, all the kids, all the teenagers come together at five for dinner. And then once we have dinner, we all depart. Now, parents, you can take your teenagers home right there from Fort Caswell, or you can send them on the van and they can actually drive back with us um, to Christ Community Church. And if they have a car parked here at the church, they can just take that home. Uh, we plan to arrive at the latest by 7.15 back at the church. So this is an extra cost for teenagers. It's $90 because there's extra food and lodging and activities that we're going to do that the other groups aren't. So um, that is coming up to you in your weekly email. Uh, you, can, you can take a look at that. Um, but it's going to be a really fun time uh, that I think is going to be very beneficial. Now, every time the youth group starts off a fall semester, I like to go through the spiritual disciplines. Our key verse is Ephesians 4.13. Let's think about this for a minute. We want our teenagers to be spiritually mature, but what does that mean? What does that really mean? Are they they're growing in their faith? Yes, we, we know that word too, but do we have a clear vision for that? Parents, do, do we have a plan that we can in, enact in our homes, execute this plan in our homes, and watch our kids grow in their faith? Do you have a scope and sequence of some kind of curriculum? Is there any kind of measurement or assessment that you're doing in the life of your kid? Or is it something you've just kind of hope happens? If you drop them off at church enough and, you know, they intermingle with you and you just kind of, you know, read books together, hopefully it'll all come together. 
We have a pretty specific plan for teenagers. There's seven years when they're in sixth grade all the way to 12th grade. There's seven years of being a teenager here at Christ Community. We have detailed the scope and sequence of what it means to grow in their faith and become a spiritually mature Christian. Uh, The first thing we do is we paint a picture of the end. We're not looking at a monastery monk who chants all day long and never thinks about the world. We're not thinking about a PhD in a seminary who knows way too much about systematic theology and church history or or the original Greek language from the Bible. You know, we're not trying to create um, people that uh, are super counselors who can dive into the lives of others and un, um, unravel the sort of spiritual or uh, psychological issues and become a super counselor. We're, that we're, we're not going in that direction because, frankly, when they graduate from high school, they're such a young adult. They're 18 years old. You're not supposed to be completely mature. But we can say with some clarity, here's a, a model. It's a straw man we put up. And we call them a Johnny Christian and Sally Christian and Johnny and Sally. This is kind of where we want you guys to end up when you're 18. And these are the kinds of temptations that you're going to face in the four years, five years, your first four or five years as an adult, whether you're in college or not. What's my career? Who's my spouse? What's my lifestyle going to be? How do I feel about all this stuff, you know, and, and how am I growing? What, these are huge decisions that you make in that life stage. So we want to prepare you for that as well as give you a great defense of the gospel for all of those, those uh, worldly and secular concepts that come through probably most likely a, an, an atheist or agnostic professor. So we want to prepare them for that. And we want them to know God's will for their life so they can assess and see God's will as as good and perfect. And so that is a high task for us to do. And we're serious about that. We we do this all the time. We we think the leaders think about this all the time. We have spreadsheets. We kind of try to get as much measurement as we can. Um, But let me say something before I go further here. When we do assessments of teenagers or when really it's a self-assessment, we don't really assess teens and give them a grade ourselves. We allow the teen an opportunity uh, to self-assess. That's important because it's really up to them to determine that. And it, and it really is helpful that way. It's not intimidating. And we don't publish these or compare notes unless the teenager feels like they would like to share. Some of those extroverted teenagers don't mind saying, I don't know anything about the Bible, <laughs> you know, or whatever. So... So, uh, it's, you know, it's up to them to share it, but it is private information. They can share it with a leader if they want to. Um, the second thing we do to kind of help kids not feel so ashamed or embarrassed of their weaknesses is we highlight the weaknesses of leaders when they were teenagers. So there's a teenager who fell down in this one area and, and it was a real weakness for them. And there's a different leader who fell down in a completely different area. And so the kids get to see like 12 or 13 leaders who are five or six, seven years older than them that, that would say, yeah, I was spiritually immature. And even right now I'm working on this part of my maturity. So here's the verse, it's Ephesians 4.13. Until we all come unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, we all come. Not There's no one here who's arrived. We are all moving, growing, progressing, all of us, unto the measure, not of another person, even though we have these models. We want to, to measure ourselves 
against the stature of the fullness of Christ and his character and the mind of Christ, the trajectory of Christ and what he wants to do with his life is what we want to do with our life. So how do you measure up to Christ? Some of the things we say to the kids is spiritual maturity is not reached merely by the passing of years. You might be a senior in high school and be less mature spiritually than a seventh grader. It's possible. And, and that's okay. That's exactly where God has you right now. And that's, that's fine. There's no problem with that. The problem is when you see where you are, we want you to grow. Wherever it is, we want you to grow. I want you to move forward. And moving forward isn't just learning new things. It's also putting into practice the things that you learn. So let me just take a quick moment and tell you how we think about spiritual maturity in the youth ministry so that you're aware. It's really simple to remember because it's the three of God statements, the three of God, the word of God, the people of God, and the spirit of God. And we say, here are the three categories that if you are really growing and connected in each of these three categories, you will be growing and you will become mature in your faith. That's, that's what we, we say to the kids. And it's true. Think about it. In the Word of God, we give them a biblical literacy test. Do you know these things? you know who Abraham's son is or wife is? Do you know details about who's who in the Bible? Do you know which book of the Bible this verse is found in? Or how many verses do you just know? Or do you, do you know the life of Christ? And, you know, like if we put five things about the life of Christ up, could you put them in chronological order? Uh, so how much of the Bible do you understand? Now, kids that have been raised in the church are pretty good at this. They're, they know all the names and stories. Uh, kids that were raised outside the church are like, I don't know much. But that's a good thing for them to know. That's really good for them to know. And to, to lean on each other that way and not be ashamed of it. Second, we, we want to know how much doctrine that the kids know. Do you know why we baptize infants and believers? Do you know what predestination means? Can you explain the Trinity? I know it's hard, but can you just, can you get close? And so doctrinal kind of concepts, we want to, want to make sure the kids know. So, so it, for those of you who know something about seminary, those are the two categories. They call biblical theology and systematic theology. So that's kind of those two areas. Um, and the kids, you know, we, we make it real accessible to them. We have great discussions, a great assessment. They can self-assess and say, yeah, I don't really know anything about that, or I do. Finally, how many sermons are you exposed to? We think in seven years, you should be exposed to about 300. 52 sermons a year, right? That makes about, if you miss a few Sundays, about 300 sermons. Now, if you say, yeah, I'm going to probably listen to 300 sermons. I mean, listen with notes and you're thinking about it, right? Man, that's, that's huge. You're going to grow a lot more than if you just sat in a sermon and tuned out or didn't bother to come to church on Sunday morning. So you can't just come to Wednesday of worship and expect to grow in your faith. You have to be listening to good, solid Bible preaching. So that's the Word of God. Second, the people of God. In the people of God category, we want to make sure they have mentors who are watching them. Now, right now, a lot of the kids say their mom and dad, but we want them to have older um, friends in the youth group, which is kind of why we meet together on Wednesdays. They can meet the other older kids. 
Uh, and we want, we want them to have some of the leaders in the youth ministry be their mentors or other people in the church that are older that will become their mentors who think about them, pray about them, ask them the hard questions. Uh, and parents can obviously be that all the way through the teen years, but we really want to branch out and try to have more mentorships outside of the local nuclear family. And it really is helpful if, if the teenagers can have uh, a few of these mentors inside and outside the family. Uh, another question we ask of the people of God is, is your, is your family Christian? Do they go to church? Does your dad pray? Uh, you know, do, do they talk to you about the Lord? Is there any kind of interaction spiritually at home? Or is it just a dry zone for you, a neutral dry zone of nothing? Or are they, are they antagonistic towards the gospel and they roll their eyes every time you want to go to youth group? So that could be another sort of way to, to think about your life. Um, okay, then uh, Christian peers. Now, this is not just good friends. These are like best friends. And these are the people that you can talk about the Lord. It's not a big deal that they don't get all weird and awkward. And hey, let's talk about the sermon. Yeah. What do you think about that? It's like easy to talk to them. It's not, it's not the kind of friend that you would bring up God. And that friend gets all kind of like, this is weird. Why don't we talk about video games or sports or something? So how many Christian peers do you have? Uh, finally, are you in a small group? Are you in a Bible study? Do you have a small group of people that you regularly meet with um, and that encourage you? And we have these Bible studies for both middle school and high school, and they can join one, but they can also join one outside the church. doesn't have to be in Christ's community, but we just try to figure out, like, who's in your your category of people of God. Finally, the Spirit of God. Now, you, now that you have the Word of God and the people of God, let's go out and see what God is doing in your life, do you have anybody you're you're sort of ministering to or serving, uh, someone who might be uh, younger than you or even just close to your age, that you're trying to encourage in their faith? You're you're trying to explain the gospel to them. You're trying to get them to church. You know, you're there for them in a special way, in a spiritually significant way. These are called mentees. Do you have anybody like that? And I'll tell you, Christians that don't have anyone in this category they suffer. It's not, it's not that great. Uh, they're, they're not growing nearly as fast as those who do. Also, do you have a programmatic ministry that you belong to, that you serve in? Do you serve in the clinic? Do you uh, do something with Young Life or FCA? Or, or do you have some kind of um, interaction at Christ Community through the tutoring program? Uh, or do you worship on, or you serve on the worship team, the music ministry team? So where is it that you're actually giving of yourself um, in a programmatic way? And finally, the last part of the Spirit of God is really that connection between just you and God, not people, not even the Bible. I mean, the Bible can be a part of this, but we're really trying to reach God, praying, meditating, fasting. We're really doing these spiritual disciplines. We're having these daily devotionals. We're reaching out to God to see what God might be saying or how he might be moving us in our lives and reflecting on it. Reflection is such a key to growing spiritual um, and being spiritually mature. Okay, so this is the spiritual maturity or health self-assessment that we give the teenagers. We're going to talk about that on this uh, Renow retreat. Uh, I think it's going to be one of the best things we do for your kids because I think we'll start off the year and they'll have some actual spiritual goals for themselves. I need a mentor. I need a mentee. I need to um, have Christian peers. Some of them are lonely. I need to study more of the doctrine. I need to uh, do 
do my devotionals more. Now, a lot of kids will have a couple of areas like that, but we try to keep it to two, you know, two or three maybe. Um, don't work on 10, but just two or three and, and just grow and just come with us. Because remember, we all, that's what Ephesians 4 says, we all come unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That is our goal. We hope you guys join us on this awesome weekend. And I hope that makes sense to you. Please use this podcast as a tool in your own life to grow your own faith, to make sure that you're prepared um, to become the disciple that Christ wants you to become. And I'll see you guys next time. Thank you.